Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Voulez-Vous with Zach and Steve. Today is a very special Mamma Mia! The Musical spoiler cast. If you do not want to know what happens in the movie or the Broadway show, do not listen past four seconds from now. One of the dads is gay. If you change your mind, I'm the first in line. Honey, I'm still free. Take a chance on me. If you need me, let me know. Gonna be around. If you've got no place to go when you're feeling down. If you're all alone. Zach, I am feeling lower energy than I usually am, and not because Mamma Mia is terrible. It no. was the opposite. I felt like I lived uh-huh. a whole life. I lived a life, and I dreamed a dream, and now my days have gone by. I dreamed a dream, and days gone by. <laughs> I, w- I wanted Classic to Classic duet. Beautiful. Bocelli Dion <laughs> duets of I Dreamed a Dream, when both people die. We saw Mamma Mia last night, Mamma Mia on Broadway. In the famous Broadhurst Theater. Yes, it is closing uh, on September 12th, and I don't know when you'll hear this, but presumably you have at least a few days to go catch it if you haven't already. Also, I feel like this will run in regional theaters and internationally for the rest of time. So if you want to see Mamma Mia, I'm sure you can. I would love to see an elementary school casting of this. Oh, it's going to... If it hasn't already happened, it's going to happen. Featuring Jenna S. as Donna and Jenna L. as Sophie. Little Tommy Fiddlesticks <laughs> in his breakout role as the young guy that the old lady wants to sleep with. Sky. Scott. No, no, not it's Sky. not Sky. Pepper. Pepper? Pepper. I tweeted at the Did guy who played Pepper? Pepper really late at night. <laughs> By the way... I think it was a horny tweet, too, which is the most... <laughs> Kate saw Kate is it. confirming. Did you delete it? No. Good. Stand by it. Let the future know that I was disgusted by the character of Pepper. A little bit mortified by the performance of Pepper. I'm going to say that's directorial and not actorial. But... But lust still stands. Mm-hmm. Like the masks on Easter Island. To borrow and twist the title for the sequel to phantom of the opera lust never dies i that was a failed staging right like they did a full production they were like yeah they're like we cannot afford this fake boat and all of this fake mist for another production yeah exactly Talk about how we got tickets, Zach. You, I was working. Yes, uh, Steve and Kate were working. I was not, as is often the case during the <laughs> daytime. So I went to the TKTS booth in Times Square, um, where I stood online for like an hour. TKTS is great because um, you can get incredibly discounted tickets for the hottest Broadway shows. Um, but you have to wait in line for a long time, and you're not guaranteed anything when you get up to the booth. They so might I, kill you. You're not even guaranteed your life. No, you're not. There's no guarantee that you're getting out of there, that you're not going to be sold into some kind of slave trade in a foreign nation. You know, TKTS. I, I, but luckily I got out of there, but not with Mamma Mia tickets. 
I uh, I got up to the desk and the guy was like, uh, I said, what's the cheapest you can do for Mamma Mia? Because folks, Soleil hasn't sent us our first check yet. Yeah. So we're operating independently here. Yeah, Just fingers for crossed. for that PayPal transfer. What up? Also, uh, we're still not recognized by iTunes. So if you want to write in and let them know that they're fucking up, we would appreciate it. Please tweet at Senator Barbara Boxer. <laughs> um, <laughs> very briefly, in college, at like 2.30 in the morning, my best friend uh-huh. Lauren IM'd me and was like, turn on C-SPAN 2. Uh-huh. Turn on C-SPAN 2. And it was Barbara Boxer leading some sort of congressional hearing. I had never mm. known of her. C-SPAN after dark. C-SPAN <laughs> after dark. She was wearing something a little revealing. And it was incredible. We had never seen Barbara Boxer before. To see her lead some sort of Senate hearing where she I mean, she looks and sounds a little bit like Judge Judy of Congress. Yeah, sure. And she kept being like, you, sir, are not being honest in answering the question. I'm going to ask that one more time, and you're going to give me a direct response. Yeah. So we became obsessed with Barbara Boxer. Don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, we um, uh, so I stood in line at TKTS for a while, came up dry, no joy over there. But then I had the idea, oh, the Broadhurst Theater is only about three blocks away. So I went over to the Broadhurst. I got to the box office. Standing room seats, folks, for Mamma Mia, $32 a pop. Pretty good, if you ask me. And at the time, I bought them, and I was like, oh, shit, I hope Steve and Kate are okay with standing the whole time, because I I don't really care. But for some reason, I was worried you guys were going to be like, oh, man, this sucks. We should have gone another night. Right. In these heels? Exactly. You were going to wear your stilettos, (laughs) and I didn't want you to hurt. Uh, I texted you, and Steve said, I think... No, maybe we didn't realize till later. But at some point, we were like, oh, shit, we can dance back here. Yeah, we Not could die. Not everybody can dance. We could yeah. dance and die. Yeah. And I honestly had the time of my life. Yeah, it was because fantastic. there was no... I don't know how you sit in a chair and watch that musical. Right. Also, I don't know how you sit in a chair and watch that musical listening to those songs and not move. After you've had two gigantic thermoses of white wine that exactly. cost $400. Exactly. We were moving and we were grooving. You were doing runway work uh, during the on-track, which I enjoyed. Oh, yeah. A lot of, a lot of kicking. So the overture is like uh, just a t- complete barrage of every two-bar hook they can fit from an ABBA song that you like. So you're hooked. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, shit, I'm going to get to hear this one and this one and this taste. one. It's a little it's like taste. seen a little shoulder, a little then, leg. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then the show opens with Sophie singing. What's the first thing she sings? I have a dream. I have a dream. And what's funny is she's like sitting, and you can't tell if they're in like olden timey Pueblo Indian abodes uh-huh. or if they're in Greece. Turns out it's Greece. It's Greece. Um, and she's like sitting there, and there's this like tension filled, excuse me, tension filled chord. And Zach whispers to me, I dreamed a dream. And then she starts singing, I have a dream. Mm -hmm. Serendipitous. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, that's the theater gods. And then her friends climbed, they threw their backpacks over the wall, which makes me anxious. Like, be careful. What do you have in there? Yeah, her friends who have been invited to come to this place sneak over the wall. I don't even know how she's friends with them. She lives on this tiny little island with her mom. How did she even make friends? I don't know. And they you never see them again, really, in the rest of the show. 
I'm sounding really skeptical, but I really quite enjoyed the musical, just to underscore. Right. Well, I, I, okay, I will say as an overarching thing that if you take away the ABBA music, this show is kind of a piece of shit. But the songs hold it up so well. Yeah. And every time one of the songs starts, you're like, okay. No. I don't one, remember what just happened, but this song is so great. No one wrote a carefully constructed character study. Right. But that's not the point. And then was like, oh, do you know what really weirdly fits in ABBA music? Right. Yeah, they didn't do well, that. And to that point, um, we should listen to this interview that we did with a guy out in front of the theater. His name was James. Let's listen to that, and then we'll talk about it. Okay, so what's your name? James. And what do you do? I work for Today Ticks. Cool. Yeah. Um, w- would you consider yourself an ABBA fan? Um, they're good. I like. I've not only known their music, but I've listened to it before. I like their music. Okay. So, okay. Yes. Yeah. So mildly. Mildly. I mean, if it was on the radio, I wouldn't like cringe or run out of the room. So okay, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Also, no one plays them on the radio, so that's a good point, exactly. I guess, yes. For all of yes. Us. That's true. Yeah. What's your favorite song you've heard of them? Um, trying to think. Uh, Dancing Queen's kind of catchy. So, yeah, it's yeah. a pretty good one. Yeah, everyone knows that one. So have you seen Mamma Mia? I have not, no. Okay. Have you okay. talked to people who've seen it? Yes. What do they say? They love the show. Really? Yes. Why? Uh, just because, I mean, when it first opened, it was right after 9-11, so it was it was kind of the show that needed, needed to be around. Feel good. Feel escape, so that's why. And then it just kept growing and growing and growing, and then, you know, it's closing right. in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. What? that's wild. So 14 years or something? Yes, on 14 Broadway? years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a month. It was like middle October is when it opened. It's at 2009. That's wild. Yeah. So was it in previews before? Um, it just started like a couple weeks later. Okay. Or maybe wow. a few weeks later. Wow. But it was it was good for it to be around because it was a show that New York needed to see. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. Who yeah. knew the squeeze would save us from sadness? Exactly. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, thanks. You're thanks welcome, so much. guys. You're welcome. So two things about that. The first is you call Dancing Queen a pretty good song. I was, I was trying to un- talk to him at his level. I couldn't be like, sir. <laughs> No, sir. Do you, it, it is divine. It was handed down by the gods. I drink from it like a cup that fills itself. <laughs> I wasn't going to... Yeah, it's pretty good. Like, he, he was lukewarm on the idea of ABBA. It right, was like, right. do you want a meatloaf sandwich from Boston Market was essentially what we asked him. Right, right. I wouldn't say no. Yeah. I just, you know, I in, in those moments, I wish I had two pockets full of glitter and I could just throw them on him and go, it's the best song you've ever heard, sir. Yep. But you couldn't. And no. you didn't. I wanted to get it all in his beard because he had a, mm-hmm. he had a substantial a beard. He beard. was so nice. He was incredibly nice. And he points out, um, the reason I played that is because it really is total escapism, this show. There's nothing that causes you to think too hard. There you, was one thing that made me think really hard. What was that? Yeah. Uh, I've been reading this book mm-hmm. about mindfulness. Uh-huh. I have a two-person book club with another woman in my office, Fran. And Hi, Fran. At some point, um, the girl, Sophie, who's singing I Have a Dream, and she's getting married to her fiancé, Skye. She, he's like, you wanted this perfect wedding. He had a really weird voice. Yeah. He was from Narnlandia. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you're one of this perfect wedding. Why? Why do you have to bring your dads here? By the way, to the listeners at home, you would not believe how accurate this is. And she was like... Overacting 101. 
She's like, I want to know who my father is so I can know who I am. And right. he says, he says something along the lines of like, why do you think that you'll find yourself in other people? You'll, f- you can only find yourself inside of you or something. Right. To the extent of which, like the answers for your identity never come from outside of yourself. And right. I remember b- thinking like, Ooh. And yeah, that's pretty good. That's a nice thing to sneak in. It's the same thing that RuPaul says when, uh, RuPaul talks about um, when you think the problems that are going on in your life are caused by all these external forces. She says, the call is coming from inside the house. Right. It's you. Yeah. Like, you're the one framing the situation as a problem. You're the one enacting all these negative behaviors. And you're the one who has the solution to it. Like, the call is coming from inside the house. I like that. I thought that was really wise in the show. That was very wise. But that was it. That was it. There there were a few other little nuggets like that, I thought, relating to the very end of the show. Um, Plot overview, Zach. Give it to us. Uh, the basic rundown of the show is that you meet Sophie, who lives on this Greek resort island with her mother, Donna. Um, Donna had Sophie when she was much younger. She has never known who the father of Sophie was. So Sophie has never known who her father was. Um, Donna has these two best friends who she used to perform in a group with. They come to the island. Donna and the Dynamos. Donna and the Dynamos because Sophie's getting married. It's the eve of Sophie's wedding. I should have said that to start. And uh, Sophie wants her father to be at her wedding. So she's invited these three potential guys that could be her father. Based on the, did you mention Based on Donna's diary. Yeah. So all of Donna's friends are here for the wedding the potential dads are here for the wedding. Sophie's good friends are here for the wedding. It's everybody in these two women's lives congregating in one place. And oh boy. It's like, it's like noises off. It's like noises off. stage, but without the real humor. Right. And the noises are on and those noises are ABBA songs. <laughs> and I couldn't be happier for that. <clears throat> That's true. I have to say, this will be interesting to talk about once we see the movie, but... Some of the physical comedy works really well. Like, yeah, sure. The women who play her two friends, um, I don't even remember their names. I remember the actress, Allison Ewing, my new favorite human Shout being. Shout out to Allison Ewing. You're going to hear from her in a little while. Um, She and the woman, the other woman who played Donna's two friends from Donna and the Dynamos, they did great. Yeah. I mean, it was broad as hell. I felt it as was though, so broad, yeah, but it was good, super broad. And I wondered how much of that stuff was them, like you know. I I think Allison said she's been doing Mamma Mia, in some form or another for like three or four years. Oh, I thought she said seven months. Well, well, cut she to did the it. Tape she's later. done it here for seven months, but she toured with it before that, and she's oh, done she was it a lot. in Vegas, right? So oh I feel God. like I what feel is like, fucking chintzier than Mamma Mia in Vegas? It's kind of where it belongs when right? you see it, you know. But um. I wonder how much of those little bits of business were the women's creation and how much that's directed. I don't know. So we loved the two supporting older ladies. They were fantastic. And the, I hate to and say the, older. It feels so like unfair. But we talked last night about how there's a generation divide. There's like the young kids and then there's like the older. people coming back, the older people. They're older than yeah. the young kids. They're probably older than us. Yes. So it's all relative. It's all relative. Um, I thought the dads did a fine job. 
I yes. feel like they did the best with what they were given. Yeah. Those, the, I mean, all of the characters are painted with a pretty broad brush. Yeah. The Australian guy's this kind of wild crocodile Dundee sort of dude. Yeah. He did his best. The British guy's like uptight. Right. He used to be the headbanger, but now he's kind of that a square. That poor fucking guy. Because they gave him the most terrible... They gave him great ABBA songs to sing, but they did not set him up or that character to do it well. Like, those were not... He was not the guy to sing those songs. He sang Thank You for the Music and... Uh What was the other one he sang? Our Last Summer. I love Our Last Summer. And I, I said this last night when we went out after the show. That song, we'll get to it, but it's really vanilla. I think it's like a really profound song, but it's like fairly vanilla, like walking in the rain blah 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 like all these romantic things and he makes it even more vanilla with his like light british accent and like yeah. it's a very chintzy arrangement in the show i did not love that number me neither why don't we talk about what were the highlights for <clears throat> you other than the very end of the show because obviously that was the best part of the whole does movie. your mother know i thought it was interesting of all the songs in the show i think does your mother know is the only one that is originally sung by one of the guys. I could be wrong, but I think everything else in the show is something that has a lead vocal from one of the women. I'm checking. Keep talking. And so, of course, what did they do? They gave the song to a female character. And actually, I thought in context of what's happening, it makes a lot of sense. She's kind of like the older sexy woman. This young guy is coming on to her. And she kind of uses the song as like a tease for him. Uh, she flirts with him a little bit, but she's also kind of saying like, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, and I liked it. It was cheeky and it felt, it has a very different feeling when it's being sung by an older woman to a younger man than vice versa. It felt less creepy. Right. Also, the way they stage it is it's definitely that she's not interested. Yeah. And I did But she's love, having fun. She's having fun, but I like the fact that she's not... Uh, she's she's not a cougar. She's like someone who has, I think they like fooled around the night before is kind of the subtext, and he wants to keep going, and she's like, ugh, I'm over it. Right. And I kind of like the fact that she, <clears throat> it feels feminist to me in some way. I liked that that yeah. she wasn't like thirsting for this young gay man named Pepper. <laughs> I just kept thinking of Pepper from Annie. Yeah, that's what I think of too. Um, so I loved that number, and what else did I love? I mean, the big mix at the end is unbelievable. That's the best. I, I really liked um, Take a Chance on Me. I like the way it fits in the show. I like the performance. I thought she did a nice job with it. This is the other of Donna's friends. Oh, yes. That was quite good. Yeah, kind of using it. The Australian dad is like, I don't want to settle down. I don't want to have a, a relationship. I'm a wild guy. And then she goes in to take a chance on me as a way to kind of like, you know, lure him in. I think it is. I don't know if they just paint her to be a frumpy mom or if they're just uncomfortable with naming her as a lesbian. But they really made that like she holds up like cargo shorts and oh, talks yeah. about how she hasn't had sex in a while. Like, yeah. there's stereotypical things that they do with that character that make her seem like she's a lesbian, but then they make her, like, a full, red-blooded, heterosexual woman, and I felt so confused by her character. Yeah. 
but her performance of that song was so good that I was I was like, uh, I mean, I don't I don't actually care that much. Right. I forget. I loved also slipping through my fingers, but I love the snot out of slipping through my fingers. Yeah, that was really good. Um, the dance numbers that they did were good. Voulez-vous was good. Uh huh. I really liked Super Trooper. You did love Super Trooper. I thought the women did a really nice job with that. That's Donna and her two friends. It's their like comeback song, which is weird. In full ABBA regalia, it's it's one of the only times in the show that it's like ABBA costumes on stage. They don't really specify why this is what these women used to wear when they performed. Want to know something crazy about this production? Huh? John told me this. People don't like being in that production of the show because they buy the costumes from thrift stores. No. And the shoes from Payless. No. Yes. Tell me what your friend said about the show. Oh, he said, get ready for a lot of hot guys wearing khakis singing ABBA songs. It was a lot of hot guys in khakis. That's kind of And wetsuits wet at one suits. point. Oh, okay. my heavens. What takes the cake for the most homoerotic number in Mamma Mia? That's got to be Lay All Your Love On Me. His there was friends a point come within, in. Like, yeah, describe it. Well, so he and uh, Sophie, this is the husband-to-be, right? I love you so much. Oh, Sophie. Here I come. We're He's about not, to get married. He doesn't have an ambiguous foreign accent like i just did he's not <laughs> balki bartakamus um that i don't we think know anyway yeah. yeah no because he used to work on stocks remember how did right. sophie meet a stock broker right who knows she Vacation. hasn't left the taverna continue about the stage the love on me. so uh they're kind of flirting a little bit uh at the top of the number and then and by the way it's the most awkward flirting you've ever seen in your life this is not how people flirt and then his boys come in in wetsuits and they tear him and Sophie apart and basically like, you know, kind of gang them. hump the guy. Yeah. And then they're like, we're going to go diving as part of your bachelor party for pearls because that's something they do yeah, in the old shipwreck. They, they had like, they threw fake pearl necklaces at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. As if the guys are going to be like, holy shit, nature made a whole pearl necklace. Right. Um, let's talk about the ver- the climax of the show. What's the climax? The very end when it's just an ABBA concert for three songs. Oh yeah, go for it. So what do they sing? It's- so after all this plot has wound down, and who really cares what happens at the end? Like everyone gets married to each other because it's like Greece, and you're like rules are so different there. Donna finds a wedding dress that fits her perfectly. This but really also upset is kind you, of- like the that the dress was there. She's in Greece, of course she has a white dress. No, it was a wedding dress. And some, she has a veil. Some people wait a lifetime for a moment like this. Yeah, so after this all kind of winds down and the story that you never really cared about is over, they give you what they know you're there for. Yep. Gay. And there's a curtain call, and then everyone comes out in splashy costumes. The lights, these big kind of concert lights come down, and they do Mama. No, what do they do? Gimme, gimme, gimme? No, they do Mama Mia again. Yeah. They do Dancing Queen. And which, Waterloo. And Waterloo. Yeah. Right. So much fun. Like, all the lights on. People were standing up and dancing. I was kicking. I was spinning. It was great. It was so much fun. Yeah. We didn't talk about one thing, which What's drove that? all of us crazy. The placement of Dancing Queen in the show? Oh, yeah. Or was that just me? 
Zach, <laughs> when they start, like, it doesn't make sense that that's where Dancing Queen shows up in the show. Like, there's no cue, like, here's a big one. They just suddenly start singing it. And Zach goes, already? <laughs> it's 8.45. I mean, come on. Just so you guys know, I brought in a notebook and a pen. And I scribbled 10 pages of notes. Like, Do you have anything in particular that you got <clears throat> that you want to share? Oh, yes. Uh, I'm I'm remembering, first of all, uh, when all three potential dads show up. Yeah. At oh, the isla- they all show up at the taverna at the same time. And Zach says in this tone, ah, all arrived at once. <laughs> As if like. He's surprised that they decided to go with the obvious option. Like, you were so, like... (laughs) It's not even the obvious option to me. The obvious option is that these guys do not come at the same time because they're all from different places. How did they end up here at the same time? There was a couple of songs I noted here where the songs trailed off at the end. Like, the music trailed off at the end, like, uh, the transition music and Saved by the Bell. It did feel like TV uh, scene change music. It was really weird. There would be a little key change and then a weird chord at the end. And that was how you got into the next scene. We're, we're here with a few of the cast members. What is your name, and can you repeat what you just said? Yeah, absolutely. My name is Deanna Aguinaga, um, and my favorite song right now, specifically because the show is closing, is Thank You for the Music. Awesome. Thanks. Um, my name is Antoinette, and I say my favorite song is Voulez Vu, just because it's, yes. it's just fun to dance to. That's the name of our show. Oh, no way. Uh, yeah, yeah. Voulez Vu, yeah. exactly. That's right. Awesome, awesome. Do you have one? Yeah, my name is Felicity Claire. My fa- uh, two favorite songs are Thank You for the Music and Super Trooper. That goes back and forth between the two of them. Super Trooper was my biggest surprise. Yeah. Like when they came out, I didn't know what they were going to sing, and I was surprised that it was Super Trooper. But it was perfect. It was great. Did you have time to sing? Oh, you got one? My name is Tara Lee Poland, and my favorite is Does Your Mother Know? Yeah. That's my favorite. I love it. Thank you very much. So there you go. There's some of the cast of Mamma Mia. You should follow them on Twitter or Instagram based on their names. They were really lovely. They really were. They were very friendly and kind to talk to us. I can't imagine doing that. Like, I would be the worst Broadway star ever. Like, I'd come out, people would be like, sign. I'd be like, excuse me. I gotta go. I'm trying to beat this level in my video game. (laughs) That's what I would do. Um, then shortly after we spoke to them, we spoke to Allison Ewing, who was beautiful. Well, here you go. Okay. Hello. Hi. What is your name? My name is Allison Ewing. Hello, Allison Ewing. Hi. And what do you do in the show? I play Tanya. Um, she's kind of the older cougar who has a good little fun time with a younger man on yes. the island. You sing my favorite number, which is Does Your Mother Know? Thank you. It's a really fun number. It's 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 really fun to be surrounded by all of those young men sort of swooping me in. Yes. And it's wonderful. <laughs> and you sing it very well. You were fantastic. Thank yeah. you. I'm, I'm, my mouth is open, 
because you look like 30 years younger than your character is staged to be. Well, I have a lot of makeup on and uh-huh. I wear a wig and it's my hair is all pulled back so it kind of gives me a more pulled look and I yeah. wear some shiny makeup to make it look like maybe my face is really pulled tight <laughs> right. a little sure. bit. Right. <laughs> Which shows have you done before this? Um, I just got off of the um, national tour of Flashdance where I played, again, running on a theme, the oldest dancer in the club named Tess and then before that wait I've done a lot of other things but the other like big musical that I've done was I did cabaret here in New York and the national tour as well and I'm actually going back to do the national tour again after this awesome good for you and I'll be playing Fraulein Cost the oldest dancer in the club (laughs) (laughs) oh boy yeah if it ain't broke you know exactly gotta 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 work yeah (laughs) yeah how long have you been doing this show um, well, I did two years on the national tour, and okay. then I did three months in Las Vegas, and now I've been here for seven months. Cool. Wow. So over probably around 800 shows by now. Oh, my so God. So now, would you consider yourself an ABBA fan before you did the show? I would not. It's not that I disliked ABBA. I just didn't listen to it. I was too busy listening to Barry Manilow as a, like, as like a young kind of dork, really. Uh-huh. And ABBA was really cool, you know, it was like disco cool, and that wasn't, yeah. that wasn't my scene. Right. But want, I love it now. We want your perspective. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. People typically are like, oh, ABBA's so weird. Like, they're below us. And I love that you're like, I couldn't ascend to ABBA's right. heights. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. It was too much glitter, It was, essentially. it was. What so, about now? Yeah. Yeah, what about now? Now I love it. I mean, you know, my favorite, my favorite song is Cheeky Tita because it has this, like, sort of, like, rock and groove to mm-hmm. it and all the backup vocals yeah. are so cool that was yeah. one of my favorite moments in the show cool. it felt like it, it happened in the right way at the right time and you both performed it so well well it's funny we're just hamming it up right. up there right. so that's always fun <gasps> yeah Someone from the show still wants to have sex with you. I, I think know, this is I great. Know. This is great. On and off the stage, right? Art mirrors life yet that's again. Torian. So that's He's... your favorite song from the show. Um, yeah, it is. It's my favorite song. What's Chiquitita. your favorite song? To, I guess it's probably your favorite song to sing then too, right? Yes, although it is the hardest song to sing because of so many reasons. Because we're like running around so spastically that yeah. I'm really out of breath by the end and at the end we have to kneel down and be really still and I'm like literally wanting to pass out every time yeah. you're vomiting yarn <laughs> yeah. you're throwing yeah. plants yeah. yeah classic choreography yeah it's classic <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything else you'd like to add Gosh, of your own accord. Your podcast sounds amazing. You should really listen to it. Yeah, I definitely we're having a lot of fun will give it, it a, a giant listen and tell everyone cool. here to do the same. It's called Voulez-vous. Okay. With Zach and Steve. I can remember that, believe me. <laughs> so there you have it from Allison Ewing, who's never heard our show. She's incredible. What a great show. I felt like <laughs> I felt joy again just hearing her voice. Yeah. She I, she really was my favorite part of the show too, I think. And so yeah. I'm glad that we spoke to her specifically. Um, I found out from John that she was in the original 1998. I should, original revival sounds weird, but she was in the 1998 revival of Cabaret. Oh, with and Alan she Cumming. was an understudy. Yeah, in the one with Natasha Richardson and Alan Cumming. Wow. Um, which is insane. Wow. I can't believe she was in that production. I like. Um, I like we. You kind of addressed this in the moment, but I like that she speaks about Abba like they were too cool for her. Yeah. When she was growing up. The only person in the world to have seen them and been like, I could never. 
You should absolutely go and see this show. Absolutely. Absolutely. You should not spend more than $75 at most. You really should get standing room tickets. It's the way to go. It re- it's the way it's to the go. It's the only way to experience. I don't know why they just don't put us in a gigantic like concrete pit and let us mosh. <laughs> yeah. Treat it like an old Shakespeare play. Um, but yeah, fantastic. I, j- I really had a, an incredible time. It's and a great I knew time. the show wasn't great because I saw um because I saw the movie, but there are things about this, and we'll talk about this when we see the movie, um, that just lend itself better for a stage production yeah. than for a filmic film. Yes. Um Well, and I like that uh it seems like Abba kind of understood what they were putting on stage. They understood why people were gonna show up. Yeah. And it caters very well to that. There's the a plot reason is they serviceable yeah. and you get all the songs you love. And at the very end, this flood of songs washes over you and you forget that the plot was bad. It doesn't yeah. matter anyway. There's a reason that they fired Anton Chekhov from writing the first version of this book. It was heavy. It was heavy. Yeah. Chekhov's silver platform shoe. Chekhov's silver platform shoe? Yeah, you know that old thing. No. It's like Chekhov's gun, but they decided to use that instead after the platform shoe. Is Chekhov the one that said if a gun is shown in the first act, yeah. it has to shoot someone in every act after that? Yes. If a platform um, boot is shown in the first scene, it has to be worn in every subsequent scene. Every, yep. I was going to say something really inappropriate, but I imagined my mom inside of my head, and she said, Stephen Wayne, and I stopped myself. Uh, we actually have two questions for today, which is great. Oh, great. Uh, first question comes from Kim, Kim Kovrick, who asks, Hi, Kim. Are there such things as secret ABBA lovers, people who sing along in the car, when they are alone, but would never admit to knowing all the words to Super Trooper. So is there such a thing as secret ABBA lovers? Kate just pointed to herself, and it's not such a secret anymore. Not such a secret. Come and set her afire, ABBA witch hunters. ABBA secrets. Um, I'm sure there are closet ABBA fans out there. I actually think if you are not saying it out loud to other people, then you must be like, I actually think it's insane. I don't understand how you hear some of these songs and be like, I'll pass. Shut up. Shut up. You're lying. You're like, you're not living your authentic self. Have you read Eckhart Tolle? Eckhart Tolle? Eckhart Tolle. The power of now. Deepak Chopra. Deep. I was, yeah, I was pronouncing it the Burmese way. Oprah Winfrey. Okay, that's right, Demi Moore. Um, but yeah, I think if you're not saying it out loud, then you're a secret ABBA fan. Everybody likes ABBA. It's as as people. It's not a thing to not like ABBA. It's impossible. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there are people who genuinely might not like them. I know it's statistically impossible for everyone to like it, but I just don't know how you hear some of these things and be like, God, these classic melodies and inventive harmonies just are too much. <laughs> Take it away. Now, I think, Kim, in response to your question, uh, if there are any Closet Alba fans out there listening to the show, maybe you listen in secret. Maybe you don't want your friends and coworkers to know. Shh. Hey, hey. Hey, we're here. Are you we're using here. computer speakers? Turn it down. Hey, come in closer. Your coworkers know that you're listening to Believo. Come a little closer. Abba Secrets Edition. Listen. It's okay. Hey, hey, wait. Before we go on, you have something. You have like something on the side of your mouth. 
Oh God, get, get. No, the answer is from lunch. <laughs> is that a poppy seed? Oh my God. Oh my. That was from the poppy seed orange juice you drank this morning. <laughs> um. That's my favorite kind of orange juice. Listen, listen. When you get home, I want you to throw open the windows. I want you to turn Dancing Queen up as loud as you possibly can. And I want you to lean out of your balcony and say to the Shh, world, Zach, Zach. say to the world, okay. I love Abba. I love Abba. It's okay. When you play Dancing Queen backwards, it says, I love Abba. And then it says, come see Mamma Mia, the musical on Broadway, which is crazy because it predates the musical by 30 years. Yeah. What I think is really great about Mamma Mia is it was actually the show opened on Broadway in 1972 before ABBA had released music. Right. It was well, so ahead of its time. It opened off off Broadway. Yeah. It was in a very small house. They were working out the kinks. Uh, are you ready for the second question? Yeah, let's have it. Okay. By the way, thanks Kim. Thanks for the question. This one I'm just I'm not going to pretend this this person is any other person than the person she is. My mother has a question. Hey. She's finally listening to the podcast. That's at Steve's mom on Twitter, so get at her. I ignored her for a couple days because she keeps wanting to know my schedule for vacation, and I refuse to acknowledge that there's a schedule for vacation. Hey, listen, Steve's mom, I know we've never met. Take it easy, huh? He's got a lot going on. My mom asks, I want to know if the male singers in the play were as bad as Pierce Brosnan. Um, well, well, I'll let you take that first. What did you think? Uh, no, the guys were good, but they just were give like the guy who plays the Pierce Brosnan part in the play is given terrible arrangements of stupid songs for his character to sing. Like, there's no reason for him to pull out a guitar and be like, thank you for the music. Like, there's no reason for him to sing that. So he just comes off looking like a real idiot. Yeah. So I don't I think that the characters uh singing is just written in really poorly and I don't think it's the fault of the actor but he was really charming. I liked him. I thought he was good. And he I, had a, a fine voice. Yeah, he was good. I look forward to seeing how much Pierce Brosnan sucks when we watch the movie because I know it's not going to be good. Oh yeah. I can't I, imagine it's like Russell Crowe and Lame is bad, but maybe it is. Oh, talk about back singing. Ugh. Back phrasing. Back phrasing back phrasing thank you guys so much for another episode of Vulevu with zach and steve and hey big thank you if any of you are listening to the cast of mama mia who spoke with us it was very kind of you we walked about two avenues with one certain cast member who shall remain nameless one lucky lady who promises to give us a tell-all post-mortem on mama mia the musical oh my god after the show closes so stay tuned maybe we will get that scoop cast Coming up soon. Also, there is rumor that Benny and Bjorn will be attending the closing <gasps> performance oh, of Mamma Mia the Musical. We'll all be out of town. But we are going to pursue them as voraciously as we can. I'm going to get on my moped. I'm going to soup it up. I'm going to pour some chicken noodle soup on the motor so it goes faster. Uh-huh. I'm going to chase them through town like it's the Italian job. Get over here. Get over here. Hey, I have a question. We really respect your work. Why are you so awesome? Get back here. Can you give me a sip of that awesome juice that you only get from the lingonberries? What are you thinking with those pants? I'm thinking they look pretty good. And you're like, stop answering the question, Steve. Let them talk. <laughs> uh, but yeah, please follow us on Twitter at VulevuCast. Additionally, you can find us on Tumblr uh, by going to VulevuCast.com. And you can email us 
at voulezvouscast at gmail.com. Email questions, email feedback. Again, please tweet at someone. I don't know how you get things done in the modern age, but we have to get on iTunes. This is just ridiculous. We're too yeah, good. We're too on. good for this. I completely agree. Zach, where can people find you? We're too hot for iTunes, Steve, is what it is. Yep. That's what I'm going to start saying until we're on iTunes. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Z-A-C-H Jones Music on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and check out my band Secret Someones. Steve? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at There is Thunder. I'm also on the 7 and the 1 train daily. Wow. You just opened up a can of worms, my friend. Guess where I live. Do I live in Jackson Heights or do I live in Grand Central Station like a cricket in Times Square? Join us two weeks from now when we talk again about something ABBA-related. And as we always say, thank you for the music. The songs we're singing. Steve, what's your biggest ABBA secret? My biggest ABBA secret? I had a really, really big sexual crush on Bjorn for a long time. That's a bombshell, dude. I found his glistening chest to be really appealing. Stop. Listen. Is this real? For real. How has this never come up before? I will follow you on my moped. This is a real ABBA secret. Yeah, sorry, I get it got really real. Wow. Call the cops. Call the music cops. I'm a prisoner of lust. <laughs> lust never dies. Lust never dies. <laughs> That's a good way to wrap it up. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>